You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takar Martin, counselors and authors of Journey to Freedom, The Soul Ties Detox. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, encourage singles growth, and improve couple strengthening. We specialize in repairing the people that relationships broke. And this year, our goal is to see 10,000 hearts healed from toxic relationships. Join us every week on Facebook Live, Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. You can also send your questions to Instagram at AskTheMartins and Twitter at AskTheMartins. And for more information on the 10,000 Heart Tilled Initiative, booking information, or our services, visit thesoultiesdetox.com. Now, let's get into today's episode. Y'all ready for this question or what? You ready, babe? I am ready. So I'm going to get into the question. It's a short question, but it's a deep question that we actually got via Instagram at at the Martins. So it says, oh boy. You got it? Okay. Yes. I've scrolled up (laughs) to high. Sorry. So my ex-husband wants to start dating me, but I'm afraid to let him back in. There it is. Simple question. My ex-husband wants to start dating me, but I'm afraid to let him back in. It's a simple question, and it's a simple question, but with a, a complex, complex content. It, it, there's a lot that goes on with that, and that, and it's, it's really interesting when they ask those when when you get those quick, simple questions because you <laughs> would expect a quick and simple answer, but that answer is not as simple. Exactly. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So. Let me make sure I got this uh, muted. I apologize. That was. Yeah. That was me. There we go. All right. So here's the thing. Oh, wait. Pause. Yeah. Najma said you pronounced her name correctly. Well, all right, Najma. And I'm trying to be all super deep. Like it's Naima. <laughs> Najma. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hey, Atari, I see. So here's what we have here. We have someone who's asking the question. My ex-husband wants to start dating me but i'm afraid to let him in yes now there are a lot of you male and female who are looking at where you are uh-huh you have broken up or divorced and you're looking at where you are and you're looking back over your shoulder trying not to turn into a pillar of salt and you're 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 you have an interest there and you're wondering whether it's okay right Exactly. To go back. So let's look at what this break down the break down the question and look at exactly what it's actually saying. What it's saying is, number one, I've been hurt. Number two, they hurt me. Number three, I do not trust them not to hurt me. Number four, I've just now started becoming comfortable where I am without them. Yes. But. On the other now, those are all the sides that keeps you at bay. Mm-hmm. On the other side of that is, I want to give it a chance because I'm familiar with them. Right. I want to give it a chance because I'm afraid not to. Perhaps I'm afraid that this is the only person for me. I want to give it a chance because I still may love them. Uh huh. Okay. And then there's some bonus considerations. Uh, some some people go through these or or not. Some people I'm um, say I'm I'm bored. <laughs> some people say I'm lonely. Right. And some people say, I have hope. Mm-hmm. Some people are kind of just, you know, horny. 
Shut up. But, <laughs> no, but but especially when it's an ex-husband or an ex-wife, you kind of feel like you, you can't have just a, blame it on being horny. No, no, no. I also <laughs> think because but that's, it moves, it moves you. If it it does, um, but I think too, you're so ignorant. It's the truth. I'm we not also, how many of us, especially because if you're Christian, if you're Christian, a lot of times we, when we go through a divorce, the one thing that we do not want to do is disappoint God, right? And so if there's any possibility of reconciliation, one of the biggest questions that's always in my mind is like, okay, what if this really was God's mate for me? What if I gave up too quickly? Things like that too. So aside from all of the other stuff, I think that's one of the other points or the other side of it is that it's like okay i'm also apprehensive that if i don't give him a chance what if i'm missing god absolutely absolutely however um and i think that's a good point a lot lot of people bring that up and i I won't get down into it that deep until until some questions are asked by the way make sure you get your questions together because we want to answer them but one of the the base instinct the base issue of what's going on in this question mm-hmm. is I want to entertain the idea, but I don't trust him. Right. Of course. And so your, your base instinct, young lady, is that you don't trust him. Sorry. Okay. Thank you very much that you don't trust him. And not only do you not trust him, but he hasn't offered you any reason why you should trust him. Right. This is, and that's why she's in fear. Like if he offered right. reason to trust, it wouldn't be a big question. Right. Now, this is usually the case with everybody we talk to, right? Right. With, with, with most people, not everybody, but most people we talk to, especially most people who've gone through the program, they're saying, hey, you know, it looks like I might have an opportunity to reconcile. What should I do? Exactly. And and nothing has changed. And here's the thing. Here, here's what gets you, because this is the confusing part. He hasn't given you any reason to trust him. Right. Now, again, we're answering her, but this can go on for both male and female if you're in her position. Um, what he has offered her though is renewed interest. Right. A temporary set of hyper attentiveness. Like he's really attentive. He's oh, really changed. I'm like, what does that mean? You know, you understand what I'm saying? Yes. That means that he's there. So all of a sudden he's doing everything that you hoped he would do right. before the marriage dissolved. Now here's the key though. He's acknowledged that something went wrong, mm-hmm. but he hasn't acknowledged that he was part of that wrong or what that wrong actually was. That's a hint, hint, clue, clue, if that's ha- actually the case. But usually this is what happens. Hey, listen, I know we messed up. I know we messed up last time or I know something went wrong, but I'm here to make it right Ooh. without taking accountability for the specific for, for what specifically went wrong. Does that make sense? Yeah. The biggest one that you always get is, I mean, you know, I know I wasn't perfect, but ain't nobody perfect. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But what it does is, is it pleads to your sense of 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 of. Of you know, giving us another chance, it pleads to your sense of hope yeah. without pleading to your common sense, and that's the problem. It it gives us a sense of hope, and it pleads to, especially if we're Christian. And again, I can I can only speak for me because that's you know what I, I'm a Christian. Especially when they start talking about forgiveness in that, yeah, absolutely, you gotta forgive me. How can you be a Christian if you don't forgive? God commanded that we forgive. And that's one of the in that interest as they're coming back. It really turns into trying to guilt you 
into yes. letting them back in. Yes. Let me can. I, I know it's not here, but I, I'd like to address that forgiveness piece right there. Let me, I just want to stop. Let's pause in the middle of this. Hold on. Let's well, pause I'm, a minute. Rebecca, why are you asking questions? Got nothing to do with the topic. And then got my eyes like, oh, oh, my Rebecca, <laughs> go sit down somewhere. <laughs> like, oh, Lord, my God. <laughs> I'm like, Rebecca, this ain't got nothing to do with the topic. Stop it. I think what we'll do. Let, let's save that and we'll have a whole sexual we're gonna have a whole episode about sex that okay. will not be tonight let's do let's please, do please rebecca hold on to that one i just go ask your pastor yeah i'm like <laughs> okay um so here's the deal here's the deal about Darryl, forgiveness remember Darielle? yeah absolutely Call, yeah hey what's, what's going on D? how you doing so let's talk about uh forgiveness real quick because i really want to get this i want to get this set a lot of people have this f- false idea that forgiveness is being able to be in the company of without hurting. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. And acting happy that you're there to do so. Uh, forgiveness, um, uh, um, the way we've understood it, has made us put on a false mask to the public and made us actually deny our own feelings, our own hurts, our our own issues. Now we deal with this in the book, but I want to deal with this right here. So those of you who have read the book, you you understand where I'm about to go. The idea, what forgiveness really is, okay, and then I'll tell you why they bring it up. What forgiveness really is, is the release of debt. It's they no longer owe you for what they stole from you. It's as if you had a store, right? And you hired someone to man the cash register. And over a period of time, you recognized that you were losing money in your account and you realize it was that person at the cash register. Right. Okay. So once you realize it was them and they fessed up or you've just caught them red handed, you realize that they've taken money. Now, what you can do is you can look at the ledger and say, okay, you owe me. Right. Or you can forgive that debt and say, okay, this is clean. That does not mean you no longer are at a loss. It does not mean that you don't have to recoup from that loss. It doesn't mean that you put that person back in that same position, although you can continue to allow them to work at the store if you want to. Mm -hmm. All it means is that you release them of that debt. Okay. And that means you do, you are not looking to have them pay meaning that you're not looking to chastise them, meaning that you're not looking to be vindicated, meaning that you're not looking for answers and so on and so forth. Now, what happens is, is that in situations like this, when they're trying to come back, when they're trying to enter back into your life, what they may, if this is the case, what they may end up trying to do is you're supposed to forgive me. What, what they're really saying is you're not supposed to show me how hurt you are. You're not supposed to keep putting your hurt in my face you're not supposed to hold me accountable to my bad behavior exactly and that's what the key is that's not that's not that's their misunderstanding and possibly your misunderstanding of forgiveness so don't allow that to stand in the middle yes of the decisions that you have to make regarding them. And we're going to go through that because I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do for all those dealing with this. And for that young lady who sent us the uh, Instagram number one, I mean, before we move, before we move forward in that in forgiveness, number one, you cannot allow forgiveness to be used as a way to guilt you into doing anything. Absolutely. The other thing is forgiveness does also not mean reconciliation. Absolutely. 
it's one of those good, things where good. you are given a choice and you're given an option. Forgiveness is for you. It has nothing to do with them. So if they try to use forgiveness to get you to forgive them for them, they've got it all backwards. They need to work on forgiving themselves. You need to work on forgiving well, them in order to move forward. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind, I want to I want to correct that. I, I want you to, want to correct me? No, no, not 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 you. But I understand how many people have said that we've carried that around and we tried to use that because it makes us feel better about forgiving because we want we want what's in it for us. Yes. But when Christ said, forgive them for they know not what they do, when Christ hung on the cross for our forgiveness, for us to be forgiving, forgiven of a life for us, for sins, that was for us too. you see what I'm saying? That's God. I I know. I I know what you're saying. (sighs) When you forgive them, you, you, you let them out of the debt but you're not letting them off the hook what you're doing is you're placing them on god's hook i think it's very important that we understand how that's because i know there's a lot of memes there's a lot of conversation there's a lot of talk about these type things and we got to stop commercializing sayings and not exactly and not knowing what they're mean what they mean does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. You're right. Okay. And I, I, stand and corrected. Not, I stand corrected. No, it's not. It's not that you're being corrected. It's no. just that I wanted to correct that. The mentality, that, that behind, mentality behind that. No, you are. Really, if they don't have to pay you back, then guess what? That's for them, too. The idea. The problem is, is that people think that they're letting someone else off the hook. It's not fair that they were able to cheat on me. It's not fair that they were able to hurt me. It's not fair that they were able to do what they do. Listen. Once you let them off of your debt, then they're in debt to God for you. And so now they're on God's hook, not yours. And I would rather anyone who done me wrong to stay on God's hook rather than my hook because they can pay me back. But there are certain things that they got to do to pay God back. Does that make sense? Yes. Listen, one thing that I always say is the worst place a person should ever want to be is left in the hands of an angry God. Absolutely. That is my number one go to. So you are absolutely right, honey. Absolutely. When you are releasing them of what they owe to you, it also means that you are not in a position try to force them to pay right. for what they did to you and a lot so. of people want to be vindicated a lot of you are aggravated a lot of you are frustrated but the idea is this i want to make sure that you understand this and i will be labor to point in order to do this watch this yes when they face god because they hurt you they have two choices mm. The first choice is to face what they did, become accountable, repent, and deal with God in that sense. Right. They get their peace. You'll get your peace. But they still have to face that. They have to admit that. Repentance, they have to admit what they did wrong. They have to see what they did wrong, confess it, and admit it, and walk away from it. And that that made, you know, that, that weighs on their heart. That's what they have to face. If they decide they do not, well, God got another choice for them as well. Okay. But that's his job, not yours. Not yours. Does that Amen. make sense? It makes perfect sense. Thank you, honey. But it's it's, it's very heavy. It, it, it it's heavy on our heart to make somebody pay, and we stop we stop realizing that that's that becomes once we let that go, that becomes no longer our business, and then they have a heavier weight to deal with. Right. So I'm sorry. I I just want to make sure no, that you don't guys apologize for understand. that. That's good. That's good. So when someone approaches you and say, well. I thought you were forgiving or I thought you was a Christian or whatever. Understand that it doesn't mean all that. Exactly. They, they are released from the debt of what they did to you. And that's why you were free from them. Yes. Okay. Amen. And that's why this young lady said, hey, listen, um, I'm afraid to let him back in. She got to a place where she was comfortable mm-hmm. without him. 
Okay. Yeah. And so in order to let him back in, she has to be removed from that place or invite him into that place of peace. And that's scary. Okay. Now. Yes. Now. So what do we do? What do we do? Um, for those of you who are dealing with this situation, for those of you who are looking back and saying, can it work? Should it work? Should I give them another try? Um, here's what we suggest you do. And, and especially taken from this small note, hand it to us in IG. We'll tell you exactly what to do. Number one, the first thing you do is heal. The idea that you're afraid yes. lets us know that you are currently still wounded mm-hmm. and you never want to enter into a predicament wounded because you're weaker going in than you were even when you left. Does that make sense? Yes. You're, you, 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 you don't have what it takes to stand up for yourself because you're still wounded by the previous situation and hope seeds in there and all that kind of stuff seeds in there. And then you find yourself trying to be who you were before you left. Does that make sense? Go ahead, babe. Here, but, and here's why you're so weak. Weaker now than you were before. Number one, obviously you're still wounded. There's still a limp. There's still, a, you know, they're still hurting there. Yes. But the other part of it, though, is also because it is a familiar person. And what happens when we jump back into something with someone familiar? We see it over and over again, letter after letter that we get in our inbox is because when you jump back into something with somebody that you're familiar with, you bypass all of the things that you're supposed to be doing in order to really vet to see if this is right for you. So you're weaker because a lot of times they're going to prey on the fact that they know you and you know them. So why don't we just get back to where we were before? And when we really should be the most mistrusting is when we're actually the most vulnerable to overtrust someone who has hurt us before. Absolutely. So Absolutely. That's, and that's, that's what you got to be very careful. And that familiarity does carry that. Now here's what I say. You need to heal. Would you, and let me ask you this. Would you ever, you know, we have natural disasters all the time, right? Uh-huh. Houses get destroyed all the time. Mm-hmm. Would you ever live in a house that a natural disaster came through before it was rebuilt? No. Do you understand? That's the question. Would you ever live in a house that was destroyed by a natural disaster, by a traumatic event, by a catastrophe before it was fully rebuilt? Let's paint this picture full out, though. I'm going to do a Kenyon Martin. I'm going to just paint the entire picture for you. Okay. The house has been destroyed. The government has come by and said it has been condemned. Everything from the fire marshal said it is not inhabitable. You cannot Mm. live here. It is not safe to be here. There is tape around it. There is red tape on the door saying, do not enter, do not dwell. Right? Right. And then you try to go back and live there. You have all of these warning signs. And, And in a relationship, only you can say what those warning signs have been. Absolutely. But are you going to seriously go back there and try to live in a place that has been already deemed uninhabitable? Absolutely. And that's the case with you when you're unhealed. You're not fit to be occupied. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. And when you do try to push someone in, there's nothing that you can give. The only thing you're doing is waiting for them to continue to build you up. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the very first thing you need to do is heal. If you're still feeling that fear, 
when when we are serious about healing, we it, it, it it's a lot harder for us to let go of the peace that we've obtained. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's what you have to be very. So that's number one. Number one, anyone going through this particular situation, that's number one. Number two, listen to your instinctive distrust. Now, we're not trashing, but I want you to listen. We, we got to go do this by the numbers. Listen to your instinctive distrust. You distrust him for a reason. Uh-huh. Okay. Go ahead. Here's the thing. Uh-huh plug and it's not shameless if you are going through this and you have not healed what we're telling you is also covered in our book the soul ties detox here's why because when you get to the point of that 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 instinctive distrust that you have right there Uh there are places in the book where people come to us we're like okay i'm dealing with this i'm dealing with this situation right here and we not only guide them through that situation that they're dealing with. But then there's also a place in the book where we had you address this. Let's go back and talk about this. Let's go back and talk about what you wrote out in this area of the book. Why is it that you do not trust them? Exactly. Exactly. Period. And the, and the initial reason why most people don't trust you Mm -hmm. or the reason why they are not being trusted is because they have not given compelling reasons for why they've changed or if they've changed. Exactly. And we're going to help you with that. They haven't changed. Right. Now we'll walk you through this because I see TC. Well, when do you, when is the appropriate time to go back then? Hold on. We're coming right there. Just Number ride one, this ride with us. Do not pass go if you've not hit the healed part yet. Right. Do not ha- pass go. Do not collect $100 until, until Matter you fact, go to jail. <laughs> until you heal, right? <laughs> but number two, trust that instinctive distrust because you they have not changed. Number three is, is to understand that you need mm-hmm. to see them definitively and consistently change or going through the change. What Amen. is What do we mean by that? Well, if they're an ex, especially an ex-husband, uh-huh. we, we know for a fact that they've been with you for at, at a bare minimum of six months to many years. And they treated you like they treated you. They hurt you like they hurt you during that time that they were with you. So that's a part of them. They've done that. They've practiced that. They've done that to you well. Mm-hmm. So when it's a part of who they are, right. don't think that an overnight change of heart is going to happen. Those things don't happen. Habits are. Come on. There are no alter experiences for change. Transformation takes time. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. And I'm not saying you don't consider him. What I'm saying is, is that you need specific things. Do you understand what I'm saying? Exactly. You need him to acknowledge that there is an issue. You need him to acknowledge the issue that he brought to the temp table and you need to see what he's doing about it. Yep. Consistently. You understand what I'm saying? And I think, um, uh, oh, oh, can they change? Yes. We're not saying that at all. We're not saying that they can't change. We, everybody can change. What you need is receipts. Do you understand what I'm saying? Exactly. Okay. You need receipts and then you need to see, it's not just that it's consistent, but they're consistent and they need to be content with allowing you to vet that. And as long as it takes, I'm so glad you said that. Say that again. They have to be content. They have to be in a place where they're allowing you to work through your process of regaining your trust for them, which means they're not rushing you. They're not getting angry with you. They're respecting your boundaries for as long as it takes. 
And if somebody is truly serious about earning your trust again, they know that by earning it means they need to work for it. And it cannot be rushed. You cannot be rushed through this. Meaning that if they were at your cash register, they have to start out on a broom if you're going to hiring them, if you're going to hire them back. Exactly. Does that make sense? Yep. And so you want them to acknowledge you want them to directly address and then you want to see their effort. You need receipts. They don't have to be all the way changed. They don't have to be perfect, but you need to make sure that you're seeing what's going on in their life to to validate the reason why you're letting them back in. So you can't be in fear when you know what's going on. People in fear are taking gambles. They're Uh scared on one end because they know they've been hurt and they wonder, should I take the gamble to let him back in? You don't have to do that when you dictate and understand what's going on with them in the first place. Exactly. We need to take you need to take control of your life in that in that um, in that uh, in that way. Um, Najma said sure don't happen like that. They may put the poor behavior on hold until it's comfortable again. Here's the thing, Najma, with that. That's why we're talking about consistency. We're talking about consistency for a long period of time, six months or more to see if that has really been the case of change. But that requires you to be disciplined as well. Absolutely. You are top flight security. You are top flight security of your heart right now. What do you do as top flight security? You don't shoot off nothing. You don't get overly invested. You don't get overly involved because security ain't got no gun. You get ultimately hurt. What does security do? Security observes. We report back to what has happened. (laughs) Observe and report. That is your only job at this point. You are top flight security. You observe their behavior and you record that in your mind. Write it down if you need to. But you record that and you report that to yourself on their behavior and how it has been. Has it been consistent? Oh, okay. Last week they said they were going to do this and they actually did this. Okay, cool. Oh, I'm starting to see the same traits again. Okay. You know what? I'm, I'm now noticing what's going on here that don't hold on to your panties do not have sex do not pass go because that's going to disrupt your whole game plan right there you need to step back and be patient be disciplined and watch and let me say this as well because this is very important that you understand this what they did and who they were um they may not do because they were left unprovoked Mm -hmm. your presence was a part of what they did and what they used to do. If they say I've changed, they may even feel like they've changed. Right. Absolutely. Until we get to that place in your relationship once again. Where it's comfortable. Where it's comfortable and he's able or she is able to go back right. to who they were. You are the material. You are the chemical part that make that that is the catalyst for their issue. I'm not saying you're responsible for it, but they're using you as an excuse. If you've ever heard, I'm sorry I did this, but you, I'm sorry I cheated, but you, I'm Uh sorry I hit, but you, I'm sorry I ran, but you, Uh I'm sorry of all these things, but you, then they're utilizing you as an excuse and as a a catalyst for for their decisions. You are not responsible for their decisions. Right. Now understand, watch this. If they've been without you for so long, then they feel like they've changed. (laughs) The only thing that's different is that they've been without you. You got your freedom and peace and they're bored because now they don't have someone who they used to have 
influence over, which is another number here. Be careful. Be careful. If you've divorced or break or broken up from a long term relationship, mm-hmm. you got to understand this is what we tell a lot of the people who are in the program. You're not only addicted to them, but they're addicted to their influence that they had over you. Exactly. And when they sense you getting comfortable, when they sense your freedom, this young lady said, I don't know if I can let him back in, which means he's on the outside right now. Exactly. When they sense you um, comfortable in your peace, when they sense you separated, you better doggone sure understand that they're going to come back to obtain that place in your life just so that you're not available for who you really want. I'm just being that's it. So you so outside of checking the receipts of whether they've really gotten better or not, right. you need to also be checking their motive. Exactly. And 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 if I could just interject somebody when somebody asked earlier, okay, how do you know when to go back? How do you know, you know what I mean, what's the right time or whatever? The thing is, you just mentioned it. If you are in peace, if you are in a place of peace, then you're at least in a place where you can begin to think about this logically. Right. But on the other side of it, though, most of the time we go back in these situations and we have to constantly ask ourselves and check ourselves on these questions. We go back typically because we are afraid of something, because we're unsure of something, because there is something around us that is unstable. And honestly, your body is literally your heart is literally detoxing from that person. And so while your mind and your body and your brain are trying to make sense of what's now missing, even if it's bad, even if it did not feel good when you're already together, you still miss them. You still have grown accustomed and accommodated them for your life for however long you all have been together. So now what's happening is your body, your brain, your heart, your emotions, everything are fighting to get back what was once there. And so because we're unstable, because our emotions are unstable, all of a sudden the opportunity to get some peace, some semblance of stability back makes us feel better. And that's when you know that it's definitely not time to do it. Because if you feel like the only reason you're going to accept them back in is just to get some sort of normalcy back, even if it was bad, then that's wrong. You cannot do it out of fear. You Mm. have to do it out of the logic. You have to put your heart to rest at this and watch to see if they're really going to be what you need them to be. Absolutely. There is no win. We don't do times. We do accountable decision making when you're able to make an accountable decision for your own good as well as the good of a relationship. That's when we don't do two weeks, give them nine, 90 days, give them six months or whatever. We do give you Hmm. an opportunity to make a, a good choice. Right. Because at the end of the day, if you went back, that's on you. Absolutely. At the end of it all, if you go back, that was your choice and that was your decision. The only way that you can make that wise decision is to do these steps here. Make sure you are healed. Make sure you have some peace. Make sure you are in that place where you are making a decision based on what you've observed them doing for an extended period of time. Yes. Period. Period. Absolutely. And then finally, 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 date. 
date properly. Yes. Just because they're your ex-husband or wife. They do not get a pass. They don't get a pass. Just because you slept in their bed and they slept in yours doesn't mean that all of a sudden you get the opportunity to throw yourself at them and begin where you left off. No, you are still assessing them. You're assessing for receipts. You're assessing to see if they have really changed or are changing or in the process of changing, of repenting. You're assessing their motive. Are they just trying to occupy me so I can remain unoccupied? Mm. You're assessing everything that's going on in them and around them as regard regarding mm-hmm. the healthy and loving relationship that you want. Can they make it? Absolutely. Yes, they yeah. can make it. However, they have to make it based upon good decision making that you're going to that you're going to be doing. Don't date. Don't call it dating and be in a full fledged relationship with them. That's yeah. not dating. That's remarrying. <laughs> That's what that is. Literally, yes. Emotionally or literally. That that exactly. That's yeah. remarrying them. So don't do that. Date them and see. If this man says, Can we date again? Sure, I can put you up on assessment again. Let's go ahead and fill out this questionnaire. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get this stuff out the way. Uh-huh. Let's make sure we got this correct. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think and the thing is, you when you're it. dating when you're dating it has to be you have to have the control because you're going to be asking him to have that control too now we're talking to the person who asked the question we're going to be asking him to have that control and respect your boundaries but you have to have control too and what does that mean when you're dating that means you're not checking in on them to see what's going on with them that means you're not asking them to go through their phone that means you're not trying to figure out if there's anybody else in the picture your job is to observe their behavior and their actions. Somebody who has something to hide is always going to be found out, especially when you know them as well as you know an ex-husband. Absolutely. So your job in dating, you treat this as any dating situation. We don't let our crazy show early. We, you know, <laughs> you know, you gotta, you, you gotta take your time and ease into stuff because guess what? Just like you're trying to impress them, you're also trying to impress upon yourself the self-control, the patience, and all of that stuff that you need in order to really vet mm. out this person. As much as you need them to change mm-hmm. through that healing process, you will have also needed to change. Listen, there are personal aspects of you that caused you to choose them the first time. Come on. So get to your place of discipline and focus and self-assessment. Or you won't be able to assess someone else. Does that make sense, babe? It makes perfect sense. And again, plug the soul ties detox.com. <laughs> Here's why. Our thing is, is that. That is true. That is true. You cannot go back into this relationship. You cannot go into any new relationship the way that you were before. Absolutely. Everything that allowed for your ex to hurt you. Everything that allowed for your ex to get over on you or do whatever was partly in because of who you were as well. Not that it's your fault. I'm saying that there was something in you that allowed those things to happen for as long as we did. So now who was I then and who do I need to be today in order to make sure that that does not happen to me again? Absolutely. And that goes for this ex or anybody, anybody new. else. You both will have to be new to some extent and that's okay. It's okay for you both to be new. I know that there are a lot of people, there are a few people who have gone through uh, and like infidelity 
in a relationship. And the idea, but what, what really rebuilt that relationship and caused those relationships to work e- or, or to be even better than they were prior to the infidelity. Yeah. I'm not saying yes. that someone has to <laughs> go through that in order to have a better relationship. I'm saying in these particular relationships in order for that to happen is that those two people changed. Those two people grew to know themselves and each other a lot right. better. They be, they actually grew into a trust that was stronger than they were before they even entered than, than they were before um, the infidelity. And that's because they both had, or at least one of them had a, um, a character that even allowed that to happen. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. It makes perfect and sense. And so now without that character, without that broken or flawed clear character, they're able to actually invest into that relationship. Yep. Does that make sense? So you have perfect to, sense. two people have to change. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that make sense? Where are we at? Yes, 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 yes. So <laughs> I hope we helped her. I hope I'm we did sure too. we did. Looks like we helped some other folks. I'm hoping we helped y'all. I'm, I'm, I really hope we did. Listen, if this has helped you, if this has helped anybody, go ahead and share it. Um, yeah. We definitely want to get the message out. It's, it's one of these things that like we get similar questions over and over again. And it leads yeah. us to believe that we have so many more people out there that are in relationships or that are getting out of relationships and getting hurt and they do not how, know how to properly assess their hurt and they do not know how to properly attain healing and wholeness. Absolutely. And so that's why we're here. Our goal is to see hearts healed. We do right. not want you to be going into relationships or even marriages without making sure that you're emotionally healthy and whole first. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. The One of the biggest problems with people rushing into relationships and or marriages um, legally and emotionally is that they're not ready and there's no one there to help clean up the mess behind them mm-hmm. in their past and help them get ready for their future. I think we're, we're so based on tradition and just getting something going or I want to feel like I did, you know, or yes. I, I, or I yes. want it to be this particular certain way or whatever the case may be. And we're not preparing ourselves to be personally accountable for the lives that we choose. Thank you for listening to the Soul Ties podcast recorded live on Facebook and distributed to iTunes and SoundCloud. Help us spread the word by rating us, leaving a review and sharing. And be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. If this episode has helped you and you're ready to begin your personal journey to freedom, visit us at thesoultiesdetox.com. If you have questions that you'd like us to answer live, please visit us on Facebook or Instagram and Twitter at Ask the Martins. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.